have you ever found yourself in a situation where as the only woman in a room full of men, it seems like they are only speaking amongst themselves, leaving you feeling left out? What impact does that have on your ability to relate and connect with them? Listen in as we dive into a candid conversation with two men as they share insights on unraveling the mysteries of the boys club. Here, we will explore challenges, stories, and strategies that shape the journey of navigating this unique brotherhood. Welcome to the Girls of Grit podcast, hosted by Annalisa Rhodes and Cynthia Ficarra, two professional women bringing you over 40 years experience as top performers, top earners, and leaders in the male-dominated medical device industry. Grounded in grit, our mission is to cultivate a platform that will pave the way for women to stand at the forefront of leadership, driving positive change and shaping the landscape of traditionally male-dominated industries. We are dedicated to fostering an environment where women not only face challenges head-on, but also thrive as leaders charting their unique course to CEO status of their own chosen career paths. Welcome to the Girls of Grit podcast. It's time to dig in. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning to all of our listeners out there. Thanks for tuning in today. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, everyone. Today, we are discussing Guy Talk. We had a request from a listener. Thank you very much. And so I'm just going to quote a request that she had said. I'm often left out of inside jokes and guy talk, and some days it gets to me. It makes me feel not part of the team. Any advice? So today, Lisa and I decided this is a perfect time to talk about something that she and I both experienced and probably many other people out there have as well. Absolutely, Cindy. This is something that I think is really important that we talk about today because it happens all the time in our field. Actually, I think it happens a lot everywhere. It doesn't matter if it's at work or at a at a party, at a holiday party. I think women feel this a lot. So today, our conversation is actually going to be run by two men, two men that are in male-dominated industry type fields. And they're going to talk about what it's like to be men, obviously, with some women surrounded with them. But really, they're going to open up what does the boys club look like? What does it mean? And kind of help us as women maybe bring some light to some things that they discuss, talk about how they interact, how they think. And I think it's really important that we hear from them instead of us just kind of guessing because they're going to give it to us unfiltered. And what better people to ask as we begin this journey are our husbands. (laughs) (laughs) So today, my husband, Billy Rhodes, and Cindy's husband, Brian Fakara, are both going to talk about some really great stories, antidotes. They're just going to tell us kind of what it's like to be a guy in in a men's world. And I'm excited to hear from them and have them shed some light on some things. And I think it's really going to bring it back down to reality for all of us out there as women, as we do struggle sometimes with these male dominated conversations. And honestly, Lisa, that, you know, we really wanted just to emphasize what you said, straight talk from guy talk, because 
we all relate to what she said. What she said, our, our listener, is um, is real. You and I have both felt that way. And we discussed this kind of at length and realized that the only people that can really speak about guy talk is guys. So your husband being in commercial real estate completely removed from what we do gives us an unbiased opinion. My husband, professional firefighter, again, completely removed from what we do, gives us a complete unbiased opinion. So we're really hoping that all of our listeners today will gain something from the men's perspective that as women, we cannot speak to. Absolutely. And they are going to break it down for us right now. Guys, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We're very happy that y'all woke up so early to be on our podcast today to talk about something that as Cindy and I just briefly outlined is really important for us as women to operate in these male dominated industries. And we struggle with it a lot. And that is the boys club and guy talk and trying to fit in and where do we fit in and do we fit in or should we just let it all go? So without further ado, my husband, Billy Rhodes. Good morning, everybody. We were trying to come up with some ideas of where to go with this. And the best thing I can try to do is explain what our office is like. In commercial real estate, we have very few women and it's mostly men. As everybody knows, women run residential, men, not so much. So one of the things that I was thinking about was how our office is. Our office is full of practical jokers that we trade licks back and forth all the time. Um, and I think ladies have a hard time understanding that. And they certainly don't want practical jokes played on them. Uh, well, I don't know. What are you talking about? Give me an example. Um, so basically, I mean, we've done everything. Uh, we've rigged offices. We've slid rattlesnakes out that were dead for people to walk in front of. I mean, we've done all kinds of stuff. <laughs> That's pretty brutal. I don't know how I would react to a rattlesnake in my office. That's pretty rough. Clearly, I would run. <laughs> What's that? Clearly, I would run and hide. <laughs> well, you'd be surprised. The guy's running and hide, too. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because in today's world, you have HR. You know, when I first started this 20-something years ago, there was no HR. And I think the biggest thing with guys is they're kind of on pins and needles. And they're not really sure if a joke if a joke comes across to a lady how how it would be perceived. It could be totally harmless. And it's not that we're trying to exclude ladies from the boys' club. It's just you know what's the book? Men are from Mars, women are from Venus. The things that we think are funny and are fair game, they may not. So it makes it a little bit tricky to navigate. And we really just. It's not on purpose, best way I can explain it. Yeah, you bring something that's a really good point. Um, Cindy, what about what about Brian? What about your husband? Let's let's ask Brian. Let's talk to him a little. Well, Lisa, Cindy, thanks. Uh thanks for having me. And uh Billy did a, a great job. And I just want to kind of um echo what Billy said and start off by piggybacking on on him a little bit on on his thoughts. And and I agree with what he said about HR, not not bashing HR, but spending uh, over 18 years in the fire service, um, still there. Um, human resources 
for what it's worth has, has made a lot of changes and some of them positive. I mean, for everybody to keep everybody inclusive, um, changes needed to happen. Um, but, you know, we use in the, in the fire station, that kitchen table is, is pretty much what we use to, to de-stress and tell stories. And, you know, what happened 15, 20, 25 years ago in the fire service, the, the, the pranks that were played and the jokes um, and whatnot, uh, most of that stuff, we can't get away with it now. Um, so, you know, Brian, actually, you bring up something um, that I'd like for our listeners to understand what it's like to be in the fire department, because most of our listeners work day shifts. We have dinners, we have evenings, but, you know, it's a completely different environment. And something comes to mind where a few years ago, you had all men in your station, and then you had a FEMA coming. So can you just explain a little bit to everybody what it's like, and then what it was like having a female join in a different way? Sure. Well, um, a couple of years ago, and I'm, I'm a lieutenant um, on an engine. Uh, our fire station had an engine, a truck. We had a we had a truck um, officer, truck lieutenant, and uh, our battalion chief was also housed in our station. And we had an ambulance uh, medic unit that also ran out of there. So we pretty much had eight eight firefighters on duty and and a, and a chief that would come and go throughout the day. Um, everybody there on my shift. Uh, were male, and then uh, my chief informed me one day that the newest recruit school was letting out, and we were getting one of the female members, and uh, she was rather young at the time. She was 23, and I said, well, I, I guess I have another daughter I have to look after, because we have we have two college-age daughters, and she's a, a couple years older than our oldest, and, and integrating her into a group of uh, alpha males, um, I, I figure would be quite a challenge. Um, but but we're all good people, and um, most of the other guys I work with are fathers as well. So uh, I didn't think it would be too hard, but I knew that the challenge would be uh, we probably had to clean up our act a little bit, um, just with language, what we say, certain things. And and when she started, and she got a nickname, like everybody gets a nickname, and her nickname's Kay, so that's what I'll go ahead and use. We've got so some nicknames started, too. She came in right from the get go, and and work just as hard as, as the rest of us. And when Cindy uh, mentioned to me the other day about the, the idea for this show and about how men um, talk differently to other men and, and treat, I guess, women different and talk different, I said, well, I don't think so. I think we, we talk to, um, I talk to women that I work with just like I do men. And she said, oh, really? You talk to Kay the same way? I said, well, I do. And then I thought about it. I said, well, maybe I don't because <laughs> one, of, one of the big nicknames that we use is in the fire department is big daddy and i probably use that more than anybody in the department <laughs> now i think that and brother and so when i talked to Kay or the other females i realized i don't call any of them big daddy and i don't call any <laughs> of them brother. um and that doesn't mean that that we don't have a bond because we do but but i guess um just how i address men and women is different at work so something just popped into my head that actually I think has some relevance here with breaking into the boys club or even understanding the boys club today's society is so polarized, you know, and people tend to take offense. And one of the things that popped in my head was an old commentator was Robert D. Rayford on the John boy and Billy show. This is oh going God. back 20 years ago. And he used to call our country, the United States of the offended. And you know, that's really become a big issue. You have to really be careful not to offend somebody. So if you're worried about 
offending a lady, it makes it harder to, you know, get on the same level. Let me ask you something. Actually, that's just popping into my head. Does that piss you guys off? Does that make you upset? Does it actually make you not want to talk to women? Or, you know, in your general conversations, like you're talking about sports, you're talking about other things. Does that make you less likely to include them? Or do you even think about that? Is that not even something you're thinking about? I tend to not think about it that much just because I know all the ladies in our office. I've known them for a long time. And it's really not that big a deal. And they know me. So they know I'm always joking around, you know, and it's not, they don't take anything I say personally. But if this is a new face that shows up and you might tend to retract a little bit just because you don't want, they don't know you and they might take something personal. And that's the fear. That's a really good example, Billy. And so, you know, um, going back to the story about Kay coming into your fire station. So you mentioned kitchen table. Not many people understand that in the fire department, they're living there 24 hours. They get breakfast, dinners, and when they sit down, that's their mealtime. So you talk about her coming in young. What was it about Kay that you saw to, to make her part of the team? Was it something she said? Was it something how you all interacted? So like what, from your perspective, what made her part of the team? Well, I think from the get-go, she came in and, and she worked just as hard as the rest of us. And you could tell she had a passion for what we do and she was willing to learn and, and to be part of a team. And really, I think from, from the most senior member on down to the newest member, uh, what we do, that's what it's about. Um, it's about working together, um, being a team, sticking up for each other. And she came in from the start and had a great attitude. And, you know, yes, we did have to get to know her, sort of like Billy said. Uh, I think when you first meet somebody, you, you want to put your best foot forward and make a good impression. And for, for us to her and for her to us, right? So it goes both ways. Um, but once we got more comfortable and we do pretty much live at the fire station, we're on for 24 hours straight. So we, we eat there, we sleep there. Um, we shower there, we do our laundry. It's just like, like being at home. So, um, but it's mixed company now, right? Because uh, throughout our department, we have over 500 members and I'm not sure the exact number of women, but um, we're probably have a good 50 or so uh, women within the department. Um, but whether she, she was a male or female, if she didn't come in and work hard and be committed, um, that's what's going to have everybody else look down at you negatively. It doesn't matter um, what sex, religion, color, it doesn't matter. Um, what really matters is, is who you are as a person. And she was a good person. She worked hard. Um, we realized we had to probably clean her act up a little bit. And then once we got to know her and she got to know us, you know, she fit right on in. And, and we're still um, probably cleaned up a little bit more than normal as far as our language and stuff. But but she fell in, you know, right in line with us and jokes and kids and, and, and outworks half of us half the time. So um, I think that's a, that's a good question. And that's actually something down. that's actually something that I was going to ask you. Did y'all feel like you're super careful not to say anything, you know, joke wise and how long did it take you to kind of ease up and relax? Yeah. yeah good question, Billy. And, and I think, like you said, it, 
it comes down to knowing the person and and knowing knowing kind of where the boundaries are and and again she was uh, she's younger than most of us i mean almost half my age and um like i said i had two daughters so i, I looked at it where i'm not necessarily a father figure but i'm i'm going to i would treat her like my daughters i guess and i looked at the other guys and i think the older guys the other older firefighters at a station she had a bunch of bunch of uncles pretty much so once we got to know each other and know know where the boundaries were things things opened up so i'd like to ask both of you this question so you know kay that we're discussing hardworking girl fitting great can joke and laugh amongst the best of them so have either of you experienced or if not let's say somebody came into your work environment that was a little more challenging um or maybe didn't fit in right away is there anything that you would do or how do you handle someone who doesn't just immediately fit in well i'm not going to say they're excluded but in the in the fire department anyway if they're laughing with you and joking with you well really if they're if they're making fun of you and joking at you it, that means you're accepted and you fit in and typically the people that aren't joke with and 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 teased and now granted everybody has their different things because if, if there's something really 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 bugs you and somebody finds it out they're gonna do it and do it and do it and either you're gonna you're gonna laugh along with them and have fun or you're gonna get defensive and it's and it's gonna be a problem and and so for the most part for the for the people that get along they can they can kid and give give it just as well as they can take it but some people can't take it. And then you realize they're the people that, that you're just not going to give it to. And then they kind of, um, maybe you're left out a little bit, I guess, but it's because how they react. And, uh, I guess on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, we, you know, working with people, uh, as much as we do for as long as we do, we kind of realize, you know, who, who we can, who we can mess around with and who we can't. One of the things that I was thinking of, and this is more on my side than it is, on the lady side, I'm very, very big on manners. And I will speak to everybody in the office during the course of the morning, even if I just walk by their door. And that tends to loosen people up a little bit, you know, by just being polite. And I think more guys should actually do that. You know, you don't just keep, keep your head down and walk by, you know, and again, that's a habit, not just with men, but with women also. Yeah, that's a good point is really being, you know, Brian, you bring up a really great point is being a team player, working as hard as all the other men out there as a, as a woman in a male dominated industry. You know, I think that we, we need to work as hard, if not harder sometimes. And I think that women sometimes look at that as a negative, but I think it's, I think it actually can be a positive because you know, there's a lot of really strong women out there and we can absolutely joke with the best of them, work as hard as we can with the best of them. And you, you know, you guys bring up something, um, Brian, I think you said it is, you know, if you're able to be teased and, you know, cause a lot of times, you know, I'll be in surgery and a joke, somebody will say something and it's like, they're, they're teasing with you. They're being funny. Like, Oh, you know, you, you should be working harder or whatever, but he's doing it in a laughing manner. And I laugh right back. And it goes back to when you're like in middle school, right? When 
the boys flirt with you and they're actually kind of mean to you. Like they do the spitballs and the hair and all that, which is so annoying <laughs> and gross. But well, it, you and know, why do they do that? Because because they like you. Right. That, exactly. That's why they're doing that. But but they don't know how to express that like at that <laughs> age. But but them letting you know that they like you is by teasing you. <laughs> exactly. And and it's so true, even now today in the world today, you know, when when men are teasing you or being, you know, funny. And if you can take the joke and joke right back at them and poke right back, I mean, that, that just helps you, you know, get along better with your teammates. And it's not that you need to be part of that boys club all the time, but it does help you feel more comfortable and confident when you're interacting with your male counterparts. I know. And if you think about it on the reverse side of things, how about when there's a bunch of women in a room and there's a man, I mean, our conversation's going to come up about purses and makeup. I mean, it's sometimes if you flip the situation, it's not so much intentional, might just be, it might just be who you're sitting around and what comes up. I think, I think the question really remains about the boys club. Is it something constant? Is it something all the time? And really having both of you on here, is there any advice you have for women that will be entering into a, a world of men? I mean, I know, Brian, you touched a little bit of it on um, really coming in to work hard and and show your value. But, you know, is there any other advice you would have for a female going into a male dominated environment? Well, it's, I would start right there, Cindy, and it, it doesn't matter what, what career path it is, but if you come in and, and work just as hard at not only your craft, but the knowledge for your craft to, to make sure you understand what it is you do and, and the why, what you do. Um, I think that goes for a long way. And, and that, that leads to acceptance, whether, male or, or female. Um, and that's a, being accepted by, by either side, either by male or female. Um, if you come in and show you're going to work hard and, and do what it takes to get the job done and, and be a team player, uh, that'll help with your acceptance and that'll help um, build the relationships that you need with your coworkers um, or with your doctors or vendors or, or what have you. I just thought of another point also as a woman, I don't think you can be mousy and, you know, get out there and talk to those guys, use some good manners and just be polite. And that goes a long, long, long ways, especially with me, or at least with me. But I don't think you can ever go wrong being polite and having good manners and speaking to people. I'm so glad we've had both of you to to really come on and speak with us today. And there's one thing I'm really taking out of the conversation from your opinion, Billy and Brian, yours as well. And that's mutual respect in the, in the environment where you're working. And Billy, you know, you said early on about how we don't really think about things we're saying. Here's the difference. Women think about everything. And I think Lisa <laughs> and I have laughed about this before and it's so unintentional, which just listening to you guys makes me realize, <clears throat> excuse me, half of, the conversations we have, the way men think and the way women think might even be two different conversations and we don't even realize. Yeah, that's such a great point, Cindy. I mean, everything we everything we are as women is interconnected with emotions and thoughts and, you know, experiences. And, and sometimes I think we take things that we may, we hear or we feel and we internalize that and make it something that maybe it really isn't even there, but we just assume it's there because we're the only f female in the room. We're the only female on that conference call. And so we think it's all, it, it may be against us, but the truth is it probably has nothing to do with that. It's just the fact that 
you're just really comfortable talking to each other and guys are guys and it is what it is. Um, and I really can appreciate what you both have added in terms of, you know, speaking up, talking to each other, talking to the men on your team and just being a teammate, being there for them, working just as hard and, you know, really being committed to the entire effort. I think that really speaks volumes. And at the end of the day, we as women probably need to work on letting a lot of stuff just roll off our shoulders. I had another thought that just popped into my head. How many times when you have a conversation with somebody for the first time, do you go back and grade your conversation? And, you know, when I was younger, especially it would, I would think about something that I said and it would completely roll me back because to me, hearing myself say it would sound silly. Now I got over that a long time ago. Thank the Lord. But when I started talking to people that were younger than me, men and women, I would go back and grade their conversation for the first time. And I'd say, they didn't say anything. That was crazy. Now, could they say that? I don't know. And what I mean by saying something that didn't go across well, and I think that's our own inner side being subconscious. And truth be told, if you did say something wrong or say something that maybe wasn't the best, odds are they didn't even pick it up. And what happens is when you feel that for the first time, that's when you start to shrink back. I think you just got to learn to shake it off and go along with it. I love it. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. We sure appreciated having y'all get up early this morning and talk with us about Guy Talk and the Boys Club. Thanks for having well, us. Thank you so much for having it. us. And I'm not sure what y'all consider early, Lisa, but I get up every morning at five o'clock for work. So <laughs> this, is, this is like sleeping in for me. This is great. <laughs> Well, that sure was fun, Cindy. <laughs> I agree. Very different having them sit next to us. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. It's so funny. But that was really great. I really loved that very candid conversation with both of them um, because it really brought out a, a couple of good points. And I loved some of these points. So the first one to me really that stood out was Brian's intentional um, comment that he said, everybody on the team works together, male, female teamwork is so important, especially my gosh, especially in a job like Brian's where you do have to work as a team or you're not going to get anything accomplished. I love that. He said, everyone works as hard as the other person, male or female. And it really, you know, shows if you care about your job and you give it all you can, then that's all that matters really. So I thought that was really awesome. Um, and then, you know, Billy's comment about having manners, really important. Yeah. Have your manners. Have Yeah. Have mutual respect for one another, both again, women for men and men for women. I think it's really important. And, you know, one of the things that really stood out to me too, is that sometimes guys just like, don't really think about a whole lot. It's just like superficial, right? It's just <laughs> kind of surface level talk where I swear with women, we literally like go deep with everything. Like, Ooh, what did that comment mean? Well, maybe it meant blah, 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 blah. When really in reality, it probably didn't mean anything. So, you <laughs> know, so true. <laughs> nine times out of 10, maybe they're just unintentionally, you know, doing or saying something and they don't even realize that it may make you feel excluded. I, 
I agree. And everything that you said was the main takeaways I took away from them as well. And I want to just add one more little disclosure because, you know, we talked at the beginning about, you know, how to relate and what it impacts on your work. And I think just to know that if for any reason, this surface level guide talk becomes more serious where you're completely excluded and you cannot accomplish the work you're setting out to do, it impacts negatively on a day-to-day -day basis. I think it's really important at that point, a conversation needs to be had to address it. I think overall, the um, content that we discussed today is more about really the difference between men and women working together, how we each communicate. So to end our episode today, um, our call to action is going to be three things. I think number one, it's most important to assess appropriately that it is what it is. Hopefully it's surface light guy talk. And after listening to their perspective today, you can bring in a different vision as to how to perceive this. And I think the second part is this, your call to action is to be a unicorn. Remember, when you're the only female in the room, sometimes that's empowering. Sometimes that puts you in an awesome position because you get to bring value in a way that nobody else can. So uniquely think, what can I do today to bring this in? And I think the last and most important thing is don't take yourself too seriously because if you want to row the boat in the boys club, grab an oar. I love it. That's right. So thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of the Girls of Grit. We are so happy you are tuning in and listening to us. Please don't forget to rate us on Apple and Spotify podcast, as well as write into us and let us know what you would like us to discuss. We're happy to do it. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. All you need is a little bit of grit to be your best today and build for tomorrow. Find us on Instagram at The Girls of Grit, our website, thegirlsofgrit.com, and LinkedIn, The Girls of Grit.